Today in the post game, we have a Clout Police segment. We talk through Las Vegas, finally announcing their NLL expansion team and an ownership group of a lot of familiar faces. We talk Kayla Trainer being announced as the head women's lacrosse coach at Syracuse University. And Nick and I talk about a ton of random shit, uh, go off a few tangents. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. And then we'll wrap this all up with an awesome interview with Eddie Glazner. Welcome to yet another phenomenal episode of the post game. Uh, I am currently in Sun Valley, Idaho. Evan's crushing it in New York. Uh, we have a great interview with Eddie Glazner. Things are going good. Like, don't let us get hot. I know we always release a day late and we're kind of a shit show, but I have a good feeling with some of the stuff that we have lined up. Um, and I refuse to lose optimism. But before we jump into anything, Evan, how was the weekend, even though we're recording on a Thursday? Yeah, I'm a little – I'm honestly – this is going to be like a great spirits recording, I feel like, because it's Thursday night. It's honestly almost 11 o'clock, which is absurd, but we're just grinding. Uh, the weekend was good. I wrapped up my uh, L.A. vacation, which feels like weeks ago at this point. But Unbelievable. I, I enjoyed that probably as much as you did. <laughs> I loved every single update, every single Instagram, every single text. <laughs> it, it made me happy on, on a deep and spiritual level. Dude, I mean, I, you got to post the content. I I'm, I honestly feel like when I'm older, I'm going to look back at Instagram. And be, it's going to be like a little photo book almost. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to really start posting a ton. Uh, so get ready. The content's just getting started. Uh, but it was great. I hung Love a ton. Hung out a ton with uh, Sound Guy. Um, <laughs> I feel weird calling him Sound Guy. So, but I kind of like the bit of keeping him anonymous. So. I'm going to call him Sound Guy. But, he will uh, never not be Sound Guy to me, at least. Yeah. But, yeah, we did we, we did a ton of stuff together. Had, like, a great dinner. Went out. Had a great night um, on, on the Thursday leading into the weekend. And then um, went to the infamous bungalow uh, with him. And, and we got – I mean, my girlfriend and I got there at, like, 2 o'clock. So we were drinking from 2 p.m. to, like – 2 a.m. <laughs> just like that, the, a $1,500 yeah. tab. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we weren't at Bungalow. But we were at Bungalow until like probably 8, and then we like got dinner. and then we Oh, just like I thought you said you more. were at Bungalow from 2 to 2. And I was like, that's I mean, 2 to 8 stupid. is 2 to 8 is pretty crazy, too. But yeah. But it was great. It was a great time. That bar is as advertised. Uh, it's a lot like Parker House, which we've talked about on this podcast uh, just a little bit. It's like the same size, but Parker House has multiple floors. This is like a ranch house, so it's just like one floor um, with a with an outdoor area, and then it's obviously like on the beach in California, so it's a little bit nicer than. Uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to post Parker. like our. I have a couple pictures at Bungalow with like my college roommate uh, and his wife, and like we'll have to do like a bungalow like swipe left to see <laughs> what you could be. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll make some stupid shitty bit about it, but I've been looking yeah. for an. I obviously. For- that place is so basic. Like I bumped into like ten people I know. Uh, so, oh, did like, you really? Yeah. Do you know that, like I guys in LA? So Old I like girls? didn't. Th- I didn't think I did. Right. Like I knew like like Marty and and some of the other people we stayed with and saw. But Sound like, guy. You know, like yes, yeah, sorry. You know, like the people that you know, but you like don't think of like when you go to visit a place. Uh, so that's like half I like of my friends. Yeah, like, I knew my good friends from homes, like, college roommates who I'm not, like, that close with, but I've definitely, like, hung out with a bunch, and, like, we would hang out, like, a ton, uh, 
I like bumped into them and I was like, oh shit, yeah, like these kids live in LA now and, and we were hanging out for a while. So I had like a few, saw ran, uh, not random, but I mean, he's random to me, like kid from my hometown I hadn't seen in like seven years. I just like bumped into him. So it was pretty funny. I was, I was all the way in LA and still having like the stupid uh, small talk and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like, there, there's something to be said. I love and I hate the oh yeah what, what are you doing where are you living now oh wow that's great like i'm never gonna see you and we're gonna Dude. have this exact same conversation in 10 years i'm like mangled like talking it, to this, i'm mangled talking to this kid from my high school and he's like telling me like about this dog treat business he started i'm like borderline <laughs> drooling like listening to him it's like all right like can we move on like right when he finished i was like that's great man good to see you like ran away yeah hey good luck on your dog treat business i'm gonna go do whatever i want and not i got like two i got like two hundred dollars on the nets and they're going back and forth with the bucks and he's like telling me about dog treats i'm blacked out like (laughs) shut the fuck up dude oh fuck that's actually hilarious. Um, well, good. So I was in a wedding in Austin. Um, I'm I'm starting to get sick of weddings, and it's just getting started. Um, humble brag, that was the sixth time I've been a groomsman. And wow. Fuck, man. The people's champ. Oh, like, granted, yeah, super sick brag that I'm popular, but I'm fucking bleeding dry right now. I run a lacrosse coaching small business in America. America was propped up by young entrepreneurs like myself, but goddammit, I don't have the extra money to just rent a tuxedo, buy a suit, go to Austin for a weekend, you know, buy the whatever, get a gift. Weddings are fucking expensive, man. I, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get engaged. We're going to elope just us on, like, a, a mountainside or something. And then I'm just going to say, like, hey, come to this big bar in Denver. We're going to have a huge celebration. You're not going to see anything about the ceremony. I don't give a shit. Come and celebrate. Because, my God, I'm getting sick of weddings. But I digress. This one was actually I've fantastic. never been to one. I've never been to one. Uh, and I'm going to my, my cousin's. My cousin's getting married July 11th, and that's going to be my first wedding. And then I go right into the Thunderdome, and I have, like – six in the next 10 months oh fuck all right we'll have to touch base on that and we'll give wedding tips on like the next pod but i'm, I'm like obviously the younger, excited are you like the oldest yeah, kid the in baby. your family or what how i'm the baby work? i'm the baby of my family and just like i don't know why i've never none like, of your older siblings or cousins have gotten married no my i mean my brother has a long long time girlfriend i'm sure Sick they're gonna get like, engaged soon but yeah he they they aren't married and this is my first cousin getting married he's the oldest fuck man how many cousins yeah. do you have? Oh, like, I mean, I have five, like, first cousins, but really, like, I'm close to my mom's sister, son, and then, like, growing up, we were really close to this family who was, like, wedding we're going to, so uh, probably communicate with three regularly, like, as much as cousins do, and then oh, got uh, it. the two others I, I haven't spoken to in a while. I think I have, uh, I think I have 23 first cousins on my dad's side. Actually, then, yeah, uh, that's absurd. He has two brothers and three sisters, and they all have at a minimum two kids. No, at a minimum three kids, actually. Um, yeah, the math and then on my mom's out, side, but... I think I have like I don't know twelve first cousins. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, we're not a big family, the Malloys, but it's it's quality, not quantity. Yeah, buddy, we we it does it doesn't matter. It's quantity. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> half of us suck the worst part is they're all pretty great people so I'm going to have to go to all of their goddamn weddings thanks a lot in advance 
I'm excited um, for wedding season. Talk about content. I'm going to be blasting out more pictures of me and my girlfriend uh, at all these weddings. Dude, I have, like, I have like eight in the chamber right now. I might just do, like, a, a best of wedding, and it's just, like, me sitting with all these fucking groomsmen. And my girlfriend only went to one wedding. I was, I was the a groomsman in my childhood friends in Vegas and then Will Corrigan's in Lexington. And then I was one in Austin with my college friend and my girlfriend was only with me in the Austin one. So we got some pretty good pictures from that, but do you dare post looking like a fucking smoke in a tuxedo at a wedding when your girlfriend's not there? You know, it's, I don't post know the Instagram with the lads. Picture. That's Probably a lads picture. Probably. Dude, if you're looking good, you got to post. Like that's the, that, it's those a are rare the occurrence that I'm looking good. So, Dude, if, you, if you're putting a tux on, you're paying for the tux, and you're putting it on, you're fucking snapping pictures and letting the world see. That's that's what I'm saying. Dude, and let me tell you the problem with tux rentals. They they quite simply don't believe me where I'm like, hey, so I'm a 36 waist, but like <laughs> my thighs and my ass are like a 40. What's the widest bit you have? And they're like, yeah, you know, we have this. And I'm like, no, whatever it is, make it wider. And then they send me the pair that's like, oh, here's what we recommend. And I'm like, guess what? It didn't fucking fit. Send me the widest pair that you have. And they're like, this is for actually morbidly obese people. <laughs> and then I'm like, perfect. Like, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I need. So th- these tux rental places, just take my fucking word for it. It's like I'm a 36 waist and a 40 ass and thighs. Probably Dude, a 38 got- waist now, now that retirement's been very good to me. <laughs> Because you're going to all these weddings, you should uh, just invest in a tux. Get a custom one for that. Well, ass. and then it's like it's a different tux. It's you know like the, the, true, the, true, yeah. Oh, fuck, one of my old teammates, Nick Weston's getting married, and we're all wearing like forest green tuxes. We're renting them, but like I mean, yeah. you can't really buy that. I don't know what else I'd wear that. Um, should we get into lacrosse? We just talked about like our lives and weddings for. I like, I sneaky minutes. feel like people really appreciate when we just talk about our lives instead of weddings. I feel like it's very. I mean, I, I feel like that was funny. We're fucking like, yeah. interesting guys. Yeah. yeah. Two. Oh, you guys don't. About you guys have cousins. Yeah, we're just being relatable. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Final note. Um, you'll be seeing some content around this soon because I have a cousin, and everybody always loves this story. He plays football for the University of Montana, and his name is Guido Ocello. And people legit don't believe me when I tell them that his name's Guido. They're like, no way, that's not true. And I'm like, then fucking Google Guido Ocello Missoula. Um, so I'm actually in the plans of going to run a camp in Missoula and then also watching one of his football games. He's a freshman this year, so he's probably only going to see scrub minutes on special teams maybe which granted that's what i did you know who yeah. the fuck am I? <laughs> but it was at notre dame sick brag um <laughs> but no so keep an eye out for guido Ocello. um his social media presence is awful it's just like oh my god i love my girlfriend so much we're seniors in high school and freshmen in college so i, I have to have a talk with them um but that's the final note on my cousin and now let's jump into lacrosse i know it's late for you but that's why that's right. we make the big bucks Vegas Canadians going into OT right now. Pretty crazy. I do Speaking of Vegas, so look at that segue by me. That is podcast. That's that's A-plus podcasting. Take notes on that. Speaking of Vegas, huge announcement this week coming out of Vegas that the NLL will be adding an expansion team in Las Vegas. And they Well, they announced that a couple weeks ago, but they announced the ownership group, and it's cool. just an absolute all-star lineup. Murderers Gretzky, gauntlet. Gretzky, Steve Nash, Dustin Johnson, who's like the dark horse, like that's a very cool addition. Um, so sick. And Josiah, which is 
just the video of Josiah and, and Gretzky having a catch was I mean, that's like lacrosse community's dream. Like I feel like the what lacrosse community can die now. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> I picture the Randy, the Randy Marsh meme when he's st- sitting in front of the computer, <laughs> just come <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that's like RJ seeing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was that was unbelievable, and everybody was talking about Cy and Gretzky in this. Like, but I, I absolutely agree that the biggest slept on was Dustin Johnson. That's fucking sick. And I yeah. love, and I think you'll see like golfers investing into kind of more high profile shit. And I think that he's going to be the one leading the charge on that. Um, we have so many bits about that, but to start off, like that fucking thing of like Gretzky and Cy, I was like, I, I might legitimately have to just try and come out of retirement to get a fucking, uh, a tryout spot just to hobnob with Gretzky and Cy. I mean, fuck, I know. can you imagine yeah. just the, the conversations that first off, it, it's one of two things. They're either having awesome conversations that everybody's always fired up about, and they're like, Joe Sai's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Joe, and he's like, oh, I'm Wayne, let's make some fucking business. Or it's the most awkward thing on the planet, and they, they have no idea how to communicate. I'm I, I going think, on the side that I, they're sick. Yeah, Joe's got – Joe is like – I feel like he's good at that. Like he's friends with all the players and shit who went to Yale and stuff, and he seems like a pretty cool guy. So I feel like they just – being in a room with the four of those guys would be <laughs> unreal. Just like a fly on the wall. Dude, and how about Gretzky looking a little guilty? <laughs> he had a cocktail. He looked like he got about one hour of sleep. He was on the craps table at 3 a.m. before yeah. that. And that's that's why I respect him the most of anybody. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> if that was me, you know, granted, I hope I would have made the fucking thing. But you love a guy... That is just in Vegas showing up to a marquee event where he's the like keynote speaker and just bags under his eyes and holding the cocktail. God, Dude, it's crazy. crazy. Like I couldn't like I mean, I don't know about playing in other cities and stuff in the NLL, obviously, but imagine like playing, <laughs> Imagine playing on like Long Island or in like Saskatoon when like guys are in Sask fucking is Vegas. Sick, though. Right. It's a sick arena, but like you're in that city versus like being in Vegas with Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> uh, dude, so let me just comment on that real quick. First off, Vegas is going to be the ultimate destination, and they'll be able to sign whoever the fuck they want to for well under their contract value, I believe. But there is something to be said for a place like Sask. Like, if you're 23, would you rather have a big rip in Vegas or go to Sask? Vegas is always going to be there. There's something to be said for just going and completely blacking out in a bar in a lacrosse-crazed town like Sask where everybody knows who you are and that you're getting drinks paid for and that they have nothing else other than lacrosse. So Vegas, you see 30 dudes walk into a casino in suits. They're like, look at this complete asshole dickhead bachelor party. You're in Sask and you're about 30 dudes in suits. They're like... How can we cater to this lacrosse team? Let's pump them full of booze and see what happens. So that's the only Dude. point that I'll make is, like, you can at least stand out in other cities. That was a great argument. Yeah, big fish, small pond is definitely fun, like, when you're young especially. Because every city feels like a big deal too. So, I did, you know, that's great perspective. Yeah, no, I listen, I almost the, one of the closest times I ever came to getting arrested was in Sask, and it's one of my most cherished memories. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll jump so into it. Hold, I, w- I think we need to like pivot the Simon Malloy um, movement to Ooh. the Vegas NLL team because, like, 
I, the PLL is so far gone, and you know I'm gonna really start letting loose on the PLL now. But uh, because <laughs> yeah, we did so great last episode. Here we go, guys. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna do it right now, but I'm saying in the in the future, uh, right. no filter. Uh, but if I could be on the Vegas NLL team, like I feel like I'd be just as good at box schooling now that I would be at field. So same sort of talent you're getting in the locker room, but. That would be even training camp if I'm just a body to take some shots. Like, dude, just get me I, up there. So, first off, we might have to arrest ourselves as clout police because <laughs> the entire Vegas social media launch was like, all right, yeah, we have Wayne, we have this. And, and just looking strictly at the numbers of likes and retweets, our fucking clout is unbelievable right now. So, first <laughs> off, credit to us. We're putting in the sweat equity of being assholes on Twitter every single day. That's not easy to do, especially when your girlfriend is noticing. I don't know how your relationship <laughs> is, but she's like, why are you always on Twitter? And I'm like, I, it's important. I'm interacting. With I, like, Vegas. tell my girl. I, like, get drunk, and I'm like, I'm in a Twitter fight. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> Babe, it's important. I just got 130 <laughs> likes. I'm blowing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> and but, even stuff that I'm like, wow, this is so funny. Like, I'm going to show her. Like, it's getting a ton of likes. I like showing to her. And she'll just be like, what the fuck? Like, bro, this going to do. Who is Brennan O'Neill? Just kidding. My girlfriend knows who that is. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. But so so Vegas' strategy was like, uh, I, I was on their Twitch. And I was like, I'm going to come out, come out of retirement just to get cut by this team. And the, the NLL DM'd me and was like, hey, was this actually you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, unless I'm in trouble, and in which case, no. And then they posted that graphic, and it did, like, as big a numbers as everything else, which is a scary cloud moment for me. Yeah. Now I'm going to get really cocky about it. And I think in a perfect world, you and I could potentially, like the Philadelphia Wings had Barstool Jordy out. We would crush oh. that. Come on now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to. I'm not getting in a boat with Barstool Jordy, but yes, you are right. We yes, did correct. the same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I think in a perfect world, we can leverage our clout to, at bare minimum, a tryout. And you saw the stipulation of my contract one practice, no scrimmage, gambling stipend, and content, chief clout, please. Dude, yeah. They're stupid if they don't take that, honestly. Us, us in Vegas making an RJ vlog. We'd probably we'd go to jail, but fucking I'd unreal lose content. the phone and we'd lose all of yeah, our content. But I whatever. couldn't be trusted with the guttering audio. You think I could be trusted with the Vegas <laughs> blog? Fuck. Well, that's why Sound Guy will come with us. Yeah. <laughs> Sound Guy. <laughs> what, a, what a great guy. I'm so jealous that you guys got to meet. I can't wait until we're yeah, all it was three great. in the same city. That's going to be fucking Dude, dangerous. I, I got to tell, like... I told so many like lax jokes too, like like if, like to our waiter and shit. And they like wouldn't even get them, and we would just be dying. <laughs> wait, like, this one wait, guy's wearing like a Texas. This guy's wearing a Texas Rangers hat, like our waiter and uh, sound guy's girlfriend's from Texas, and they're like talking about Texas. Like, are you a Texas Rangers fan? I'm like, no, she only follows the Dallas Rattlers. <laughs> and we all like <laughs> laugh, and the waiter starts laughing, and sound guy just goes like, dude, you don't get it, <laughs> right to the waiter's face. Dude, it was, I was so funny you to tell that story because i was dying in the group chat where it was like oh, oh Evan just so made funny. a sick dallas rattlers joke and the waiter didn't get it and i was like i need to hear that immediately yeah. oh fuck that's the other one the, the other one i had was uh his girlfriend got like the hiccups and she was like she's like someone scared me i was like the pillow only had forty five thousand viewers last week <laughs> Oh, it's so <laughs> That's good. not nice. <laughs> but yeah, scary. 
yeah. <laughs> fuck. Oh my god, that's actually hilarious. Um, so all right, fun. so to wrap up some of the bits about Vegas, uh, what should we name the team? Listen, I know that you hate when I bring up Back of the Bird because I'm I'm the producer there. They had uh, stop the- saying I hate it, dude. It's just. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it is definitely not in the business's best interest. Yes, it's absolutely. We'll, we'll <laughs> argue about this offline. But they, their uh, their fucking logo or their mascot was the, the Las Vegas slot zombies, and I thought that was a fucking great bit. <laughs> that was um, a good one. So I saw I saw Lomas post, post some of them. Um, he's he's got a funny Twitter too. So I underrated, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. He deserves uh, more. But followers. yeah, I, I saw him uh, post. The slot zombies. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, th- I I tweeted it, but I think the Vegas missed flights is hilarious. I think the gate <laughs> the like the Vegas craps. Uh, you interpret it however you want, whether that's, that's diarrhea funny. after the buffet or whether it's the the table game. Uh, that's good. Do you have any Vegas names? Do you have any, like a top three? Dude, I like knew you were gonna put me on the spot there, and I literally can't think of anything that's funny. I was um, in our notes. I thought I thought that we had ample time to. You sent the doc thir- 13 minutes before the episode started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I sent it. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yours are great, so we'll go with that. Oh, thanks, Dad. That's great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, hey, uh, everybody listening, tweet us your, your best Vegas teams. We won't, we won't do anything with it, but we're good. All right. Now, moving on to the better bit. Uh, who should be coaching this team? And uh, do you have a list about that? <laughs> I didn't come to the table prepared with these lists. Uh, neither did um, I. We're spitballing here. But I'm, I'm fully guilty right now. If John Grant Jr. was that's the coach. Exactly, that's exactly yeah, who I was thinking. That would be unreal. But, I mean, he has the Hopkins job, which is. I would leave the Hopkins uh, job to go yeah, to Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. I would uh, Not for any NL job, but for the Vegas job, maybe. Uh yeah, I mean, I mean that's a also great. like coaching the NL, he has to love box more than field, of course. Like, Infinity percent. He's he's yeah. from Peterborough, right? Yeah. Which I would I be know. the toughest person there. I thought that's everyone was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do our research. Um, no, if it's not I don't know, John Grant. Th- yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was hoping you were going to cut me off because I I just forgot who I was going to say. Um, I was going to say Paul Gate. <laughs> like he's not really. <laughs> He's not really even coach is Billy Bitter. Uh, He's the assistant (laughs) women's coach. So, you know, he was in that graphic that everybody was pissed off about. So Billy Bitter (laughs) should be coaching the the Vegas indoor team. And everybody's going to get mad about it. (laughs) The title eight, the MLL and NLL rule. (laughs) Billy Bitter should be coaching Vegas. Uh, Have you ever seen the Gay Brothers like next to each other, by the way? I have. It cracks me up every it's single unreal. time. Unreal. Just because Paul has the goatee going, and that's like the differentiator. It's like yeah. pretty. It's like you, you like look at Gary, like oh, I've, now I know what that guy would look like with a goatee. <laughs> dude, people forget that. Like I look at Gary in a suit. If you can recognize that a dude has fucking traps through his suit, like everyone's like, man, he had such great stick skills. I'm like, yeah. Also, he was a fucking gorilla freak athlete. Like that probably helped him a little bit too. Yeah, um, he is uh, He is a big boy. Yeah, but I digress. Um, all right, so I feel like that's uh, that's pretty good. Do we have anything else to talk about on the Vegas front? Aside from the fact that we need to get signed and do, like, chief clout and co-chief clout officers? 
yeah, can someone just step up and like really push the narrative because it's kind of tacky coming from us, but like someone listening. It's not tacky. Just, we we have we have the clout. They, someone they listening needs to fall on the knife and just fall on the knife, fall on the sword, and just do it for us. <laughs> fall on Start. the very fall on the butter knife. For us. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's dive into uh, some clout police. Um, Evan, put your hands up. Don't fucking move, <laughs> or I'm gonna open fire. Your L.A. experience, I hate that I have to arrest you. It's like when the cop has to arrest his friend from high school with tears in his <laughs> eyes. I love nothing more than your L.A. content. But my God, if you're not the most in-shape man in L.A., you went out, you were an influencer. And you have to let me finish the sentence before you, you comment on it. Your girlfriend is one of my favorite follows because you always post the nice, you know, decent pictures, and then she'll post maybe some of the outtakes. Following both of you as you go to L.A. was was magical content. And as I say that I'm a big fan of it, get on the fucking ground and don't make a move. Fantastic. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry I have to arrest you. Uh, we'll probably let you off on, like, a 50-cent bail. But, man, that was some good shit. It was worth it. I'd do it again. I have no regrets as I'm getting thrown away. <laughs> when I get out of here, I'm going to do yeah. it again. I swear to God. <laughs> you're damn right. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, if you're going to do cool shit, why, Instagram could be like a photo booth that you can share with your friends or, or photo book that you can share with your friends. So I'm going to po- keep posting when I do cool shit. I feel like I want to have should. that stuff forever. As you yeah. should. I'm a big it's fan. A, it's such an easy way to scroll through. Like if I'm like, oh, remember this night in college? I'll like scroll my Instagram and see if there's a picture of it. And then like it's right there. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. um, you'll be seeing some content from me from Idaho here pretty soon. People sleep on Let's Idaho. Go. They always have. They always will. Um, my second cloud police arrest, I will say, is uh, every, every American, it's like, it's like the trendy thing to do to like soccer these days. And Euro Cup is going. And I love soccer highlights. Make no mistake. I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, soccer's field fairies. It's for, you know, guys who couldn't play lacrosse. Shut up. You're an idiot if you think that. <laughs> but people who are like, oh, my God, hey, I'll, like, I'll send it to my buddy. And I'm like, did you see this goal? That was just a cool goal. Like, I, I don't even know. And he responds, oh, my God. And that was to keep the Dutch in it. And Croatia lost on the side. And it was like this great big swing and everything happened with Russia. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> No one in America likes soccer that much. If that's your lane, make it clear that it's your lane. But yeah. everybody's like, oh, my God, dude, have you been following the Euro no, I haven't been following the Euro. Uh, so that it's fine to follow the of- it's fine to follow the Euro. By the way, I was in LA. I went seven and zero on on the Euro with picks. You did? Uh, yeah. Well, I was really telling my buddy Jake Vogel, former Harvard oh, uh, lacrosse player, but I was telling him, and we were on an absolute heater. Um, That's sick, actually. Yeah. That's how yeah, you get into great. soccer. Yeah. That was yeah. So I mean, dude, I have. The, the house that I always do, like, in the summer out east, we were, we, we literally hammered the Sweden's women's national team, like, every <laughs> game, and they upset Germany, and it was, like, the most epic. We were just screaming Sweden in the house. It's, it, it's, like, unreal. But, like, UEFA is so fun to bet on because you just, like, buy into a random country and just ride them until they lose. Nice. So I, uh, yeah. when, when I started gambling on soccer, it was because the girl I was dating at the time was on the U.S. national team unbelievable oh, brag did you just bring up your ex-girlfriend on the pod yeah absolutely because my girlfriend doesn't shit, listen dude. to it 
But my girlfriend what... listens to every episode, by the way, which is like so nice. Honestly, I mean, listen, I, I was going to say something I won't because that would put pressure on somebody that doesn't need any fucking pressure. Dude, well, uh, Soundguy's girlfriend doesn't listen to it. My girlfriend mentioned that she does, and she's like, well, I'm such a bitch for not listening. <laughs> my girlfriend would be like, you're such a bitch for listening. Like, don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, no, but that's how I got into soccer betting because I, I literally was, like, gambling on her team, and then... I, I've kind of been off because I'm completely fucking broke because lacrosse clinic making that your life is, is, an, is an interesting choice. You know, it is what it is, um, which is why when we launch our website and when we launch our merch and when we do everything that we're going to say that we're going to do, we're going to be millionaires. But until that day, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I don't even have scratch money to gamble. But if now that you say that you're on a heater. I'll scrape up some change and start throwing it with you because that's I said I was I, I said I was on a heater. Oh, you're not anymore? <laughs> no. Uh, as as everything else. Well, the UEFA I am, but... I don't even know what, at, like, there's, like, UEFA, there's CONCAF. There's so that, Euro, I'm on a heater. The, the, all that, kinds of, there's Champions that League, I am on Premier League, a, yeah. I can't follow all this shit. Well, no, I'm saying in that I'm on a heater, but, like, the NHL and NBA playoffs, I'm certainly not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, perfectly balanced as all things should. Uh, but, yeah, that is, I'm not red hot in general. So, God, this is yeah. a great episode, by the way. This is, like, maybe our best one. <laughs> My Cloud um, Police is actually kind of like yours. Um, it is tied to – I mean, it's a bunch of people. We're going to have to have, like, a mass arrest. Um, Terry Foy was one I noticed. Um, bye-bye, Terry. Matt Lane is going to Cloud Jail. Bye-bye, uh, Matt. And there are a couple other people, but I can't really remember. Uh, but it was – it's the middle of the – it's the Eastern Conference for the NHL. Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Western Conference Finals for the NBA, and the 2012 like Virginia Cornell game is on the ACC network, and people are like tweeting like, "Oh my god, like can't believe this game is on!" While like Trey Young and Paul George are going back and forth in the fourth quarter, and I tweeted out like, "There's no way people like lacrosse that much," but I'm throwing all those people in jail because I feel like it was totally like tweet like they're putting that on so they can tweet about it. There's no way that's what they'd rather watch. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. A, a rerun of a 2012 college lacrosse game versus what's been a fantastic, like, first off, playoff hockey, especially when it gets this late, is undefeated. It's my favorite yeah. sports to watch. Even if I can't watch the game, like, I will literally rewatch, like, the rerun because it's, it's just phenomenal. Second, the NBA playoffs are phenomenally entertaining. They've been so good this year. Like, every single series, even though the Nuggets lost in four to the Suns, at least there were the bits about Sons and Four. At least Jokic's yeah. brothers were about to fucking massacre <laughs> everybody in Phoenix. Um, it, even if even if I'm not even a fan of the teams, it's great basketball. Yeah, and it's so how fun big to of watch. a loser do you have to be to watch a rerun of a lacrosse game? It's yeah. the same thing that I say when like lacrosse players, especially in like their early like middle school, young high school days, like will post something on Instagram. Nice chug there. They're like, yeah, you know. Baseball is for guys who couldn't make the lacrosse team, or lacrosse is for baseball guys that aren't athletic. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, if you can't appreciate the basketball and the hockey that's being played right now, and if you'd rather watch lacrosse, I hereby deem you a loser, and Evan's putting you in clout police jail. So we yeah. got a good thing and going there. To be clear, like, any watching any rerun, even watching a rerun of hockey and basketball when those games are on is, like... An arrestable offense, but 
it's just the most like lacrosse thing ever to for that to be on a random channel and people to be posting about it but yeah i mean like that's just can't miss tv and that's why i know that is not what you really wanted to watch yep that that's a uh that's a great one so (laughs) good job on that um also so we can't even call her a friend of the pod, but we can call her an acquaintance of the pod. <laughs> Big news coming out of Syracuse. By the way, what a rebound. So the, the whole thing happens, and I'm not even going to say his name because he's a sack of shit. And everything where we're like, we're shitting on Syracuse, and we're like, I can't believe how bad they handled it. Kayla Trainer being hired as a head coach at 27 does a lot for me. A young, enthusiastic, obviously a baller, clearly a great coach. And pseudo friend of the pod. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the best hire that Syracuse has made in years. Not that I know of any other hires, but congratulations, Kayla Trainer. I love what you've done with changing your Twitter handle at the very last second. Maybe <laughs> do that three days earlier. And also the final note, I love that she still has the follow count. Like blank people followed me, blank people <laughs> unfollowed me. Mm. It's just someone that doesn't give a fuck about social media and is only <laughs> focused on winning. And I hope that Syracuse is the runner-up to Notre Dame for the next five years in a row, and she has a great tenure. <laughs> Do you have any comments about one of your good friends being hired as the Syracuse head coach? Well, first of all, the Twitter handle uh, that she changed from, UnkTrainable, was thought of by yours truly. Really? And oh, yes. Okay. And I know Derek DeJoe listens to this podcast, and he's going to text me and be pissed off because he sa- he tries to take credit. But I'll, maybe I'll say it was an 80-20, me being the 80. It was my idea. So that's a little fun fact. But 100% I, Yeah, 100% mine. Uh, it's my podcast. It's my, it was my name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super pumped for Kayla. Uh, I think it was – so like – such good timing in terms of like where she was in her career and when Syracuse was moving on from Gary and it just like was perfect like for who she is uh to the program and like who they're gonna have like no one's ever gonna like surpass what she was at Syracuse for Syracuse women's lacrosse and the fact that they got to a situation where like the timing was perfect to hire her. she was you know she's young but she has experience she just won a national championship I I mean it's like a no-brainer hire and I know a lot of people are like asking about the age and shit or like the like people are calling out her age. Um, but like Cornell hired Connor Busick at like the same. I know they haven't played yet, but like at Dude, the same and, age. And I'll say this, like if I'm a recruit, that's such like a great pull is like, hey, this yeah. coach is young and not a, you know, 65 year old dinosaur that hasn't played the game in years. Like, I feel like that's such a value add. Yeah. Even, even for somebody like Ryder that's coaching at Notre Dame or, you know, like music at Cornell or Kayla at Syracuse, I would love, love someone that is so connected to the game that not only can they be coached, but they can be like a player's coach Yeah. and be like, Hey, listen, here's what worked for me. And you know that I'm fucking sick because I'm still playing in the pros. I I yeah. love the hire. I think you should it's, go younger and younger. It's also yeah. I mean like look, look at like every sport is hiring younger and younger coaches. Like it's just like a thing to do. Like it's smart. Uh, you know you think a little bit differently and get like a little more unconventional. But uh, I think it's like kind of it's 
crazy to think about like her suiting up in practices and stuff and probably having the time of her life just breaking down the entire team because she's like I, in I her wonder she's in her so like pro prime i would i would suit up sometimes yeah but i'm like do you do that if you're the head coach I, I mean, I mean, you like, don't want to demoralize I would, your players. If the defense, if the defense is playing bad, I would roll out there and just teach him a fucking lesson. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, what the fuck are we doing here? Oh my god, that would actually the, the, be phenomenal. The other thing I'll say about Kayla and why I love the hire is, uh, I think like besides Gary, anyone in lacrosse really who could have taken that job for the women's team, I think she is like the number one person you would want to play for. And, like, from a recruiting standpoint, I think, like, she's going to have a leg up on everybody and have a pretty good shot at, like, all the best recruits, which I Syracuse has definitely gotten great recruits, but it can always get better. I think, like, UNC and Maryland are still, you know, kind of the top dogs when it comes to recruits. So I think that is a huge win for them because Gary leaving definitely, it felt like it was going to set back depending on who would be hired. And, and I think she is 1B to, to Gary being 1A. It, it's a unbelievable one-two punch. And, I mean, it, it positions Syracuse, honestly, to be at least, you know, the, the third or fourth team in the ACC. You know, that, that's a big jump for them after being just a complete shitbag. They went to the national championship this year. That, well, I'm talking, you know, in general. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, like, they haven't won a national championship. So, like, will, will they get recruits that can get them over the hump there? Yes. Yeah, it starts with what, third in uh, the ACC. Spelina's they've won the a- Syracuse, right? They've won the ACC. Yeah, Spelina's going to Syracuse. Spelina scored the uh, game winner against my hometown in Long Island Championship. Would have never happened against Wheat Ridge, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, I, if I was in goal, I would have saved it. And Joey <laughs> Spelina could definitely play in the PLL right now. Also, sneaky. <laughs> I see you have number thirteen on your sleeve. Is that a uh, is that a shout out to me or? No, this is like the shirt that we wore under the sleeveless uniform. Yeah, I, uh, I just I worked out. <laughs> I haven't Not worked kidding. out since the day I retired. I've gained like eight pounds. I have like a fupa now. I'm I'm loving it. Dude, you're burgers not. And IPA. Also, Nick is not wearing a shirt recording right now. So we got to go back to cloud jail. And I'm throwing oh, you yeah, jail. that's true. Uh, I, I'm coaching in Sun Valley, Idaho, inspiring the the next generation of youth lacrosse. Credit to me. Nobody else is out here coaching. Um, and I forget that I just overheat and get hot. And it, when the sun hits, when at you're at altitude, you just burn the fuck up. So it's more of a sunburn necessity shirtless. Um, it's not because I'm feeling myself. I haven't worked out in in a while. So I thought you looked. How good do you when stay you motivated to work out? Please tell me. I don't know. Especially now that you're he... done with your LA trip. Like what? Well, I mean, I'm going to Montauk next week, so gotta stay in shape. <laughs> end of the world Montauk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. should I get that basic and start tagging that? <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna tag that from Sun Valley. Be like Montauk, end of the world. It's just <laughs> mountains and a river. That's good. I might do that on my computer tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's like kind of fun to get in shape. But yeah, me neither. Not. The dieting <laughs> is wha- the dieting is whack. I don't know. Whatever. All right, hey, I see you just eating like, oh, cool, brown rice, chicken breast, and broccoli. Looks fucking sweet, dude. You don't even have hot sauce. Yeah. But, you know, I digress. Um, when you ask me, it does feel kind of stupid now. So I might, go get a t- I might go to the McDonald's downstairs right now and just fucking dude, say fuck it. I was, I was driving through uh, fucking Wyoming and into Ogden, Utah yesterday, and I was like, son of a bitch. Like, 
I always uh, Chick-fil-A is my road meal because I, I usually am only on the road for one day at a time. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just have a little whoopsie of a Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A closes at 10. I got to the Chick-fil-A at like 10.07, close. <laughs> and I'm like, I was so mad that I like, I anger ate like a Big Mac meal, like three McChickens, <laughs> a Dr. Pepper. And I was like, fucking son of a bitch. And, and I've just been suffering ever since. So I think that was the catalyst that's going to get me back into not, not getting into the gym, but being less of a piece of shit and probably doing like some at-home cardio or at, or at bare minimum yoga. So I might have to hit you up for some techniques of how to stay motivated because I, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm like – I know that eventually I'm going to – I have like – I'm also the biggest like taste person. Like I'm obsessed with good food. Like not no, even not. like good tasting food. Like okay. I love it. All right. That, um, yeah. It makes me so happy. And uh, – like I, on Sundays, I like go absolutely crazy. I should start documenting my Sundays because I diet like a maniac all week. But then Sundays, I really like blow I, it out. Here, here's what I'm getting into right now. So I'm, I'm a bit of a chef, a little <laughs> Italiano chef. I make homemade baguettes and I do homemade chicken parm subs. I, I have a problem. I can't stop eating them. And whenever we hang out, I want to just be like, okay, let's take one day. I'm going to I'm gonna make the homemade bread. I'm going to put the rosemary and the sea salt on top of the baguette so you get that crunch and that soft inside. I homemade the, the, the chicken parm and the vodka sauce or the marinara, depending on how sassy I'm feeling. What are your, like, Sunday go-tos? Because mine is always, always a chicken parm sub. And if it's not a chicken parm sub, then it's, like, a cured meats on a focaccia with goat cheese and balsamic. <laughs> Dude, I'm, like, salivating over here now. Dude, I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a little <laughs> excited yeah, over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's funny you say that because parm is, like, an Italian restaurant in New York, but it's, like, it's definitely popular, but it's not like crazy expensive, and they have like kind of like a bar you can go up to and order like like takeaway lunch or dinner mm. and shit like that. Um, so they have like probably the best chicken parm hero in the city. So I get mm. that a lot on Sundays, and they have a spicy rotini, which like oh. is like a spicy vodka sauce. So I'll get that, and I'll get those two things like every time and eat that um, probably as my dinner. Um, I've also been golfing on Long Island, so I've been going to Gino's Pizzeria in my hometown to. And then bring it back. Like I literally will order one of every slice and just like bring it back. And like, <laughs> I ring up like a hundred and twenty dollars at this pizzeria. And I just like <laughs> will eat like never finish it. But I'm like I need to taste every slice because it's so good. <laughs> well, hey, if you don't document that publicly, can you at least send pictures to me? I'm gonna start documenting it publicly. In fact, I should document. I'm playing golf on on Sunday, and now I'm thinking about going to that place. <laughs> we're uh, we're going on a hike, and then uh, there's this place called Grumpy's where they serve like chalices of beer, and we're gonna do a little like Anthony Bourdain style video tomorrow. So stay tuned. Let's nice. start documenting what we're eating and drinking. Yeah, I'll send every. I'll, I'll start sending out uh, some updates on my Sundays. They're pretty. We'll, we'll make an uh, OnlyFans just for the food that we. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, all right. that's uh, honestly that's one of our best intros of all time. God damn, we're uh, we're so back. Um, and now let's kick it over to my good buddy Eddie Glazner, um, Notre Dame guy. That's all I have to fucking say. Um, <laughs> so let's kick it over to Eddie Glazner. On today's interview portion, 
I'm pretty buzzed just right now. I just want to give everybody <laughs> the heads up for that. But we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, former teammate, which sucks to say, but we're not going to get into that quite yet. Notre Dame alumni, current anchor of the Redwoods defense after throwing an unbelievable over-the-head check, made it from the tough streets of La Jolla, California. Welcome to the postgame, Eddie Glazner. What's up, boy? What's going on? Good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. You guys usually record on like a Monday, right? And, and go, go, uh, we suck. Episode we like Tuesday. How many people did you guys have to call before you got to my name? <laughs> Mikey Schlosser bailed. So we texted you. <laughs> so we, we, every single week, we're just like, hey, oh shit, we forgot to get somebody. Uh, all right, let's get Mikey. Mikey canceled and then it was you. So you think we went through this whole list? You. Honestly, great assumption on your end, and it sounds like we you think we have our shit together better than we do, but no, it, it's a shit show every single week, and uh, and I'm pumped that you were able to make it. It's fair enough. Good. I, I think Glaze, I Glaze, I think you might have been my recommendation actually. Nick was pushing for TD round two, and I was like, we should get Glaze on. All right. So, yeah. Well, it's it's good to be here. You know, you've been talking a lot of shit about me. <laughs> on the no, it's just it was, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I said no, backtrack. Well, yeah, wait, 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 hold the on. Ty I don't talk shit about you. What, what with the Ty Zanders? The Ty Zanders backtrack move. Oh, I, I'm not Ty Zanders backtracking. I, it was like a backhanded compliment, Eddie. But I mean, yeah. if you want to be soft skinned, I think uh, the PLL is rubbing off on you. Yo, there Eddie, was like a five covering. Uh, it's just there a was a five. <laughs> there was a there was at least a five podcast streak. Of Evan like getting like a little ten second clip in there, being like, "Well, you know, it's not like you're going up against Eddie Glazer or something like that." <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, so it's great. Good. All right, well, let's kick off to our very well researched uh, questions. So, not many kids make it out of La Jolla, California. How did you come up and succeed? And we'll just cancel that question because. We're going to run through like the standard podcast questions that you get asked like a hundred times in a row. For those listeners that don't know, Eddie Glazner, La Jolla, California is bilingual. So you did a year of school in Mexico. Is that correct? Two. What? Yeah. Two years of school in Mexico. How did that even come yeah. about? And like, what the hell was that like? Because yeah. fuck man. So, cool. you know, yeah, right. So, so grew up in La Jolla, which is, uh, a small, pretty blue collar suburb in San Diego. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and my dad, uh, is a doctor, humble brag. And great when he went, when he went to medical school, great man, he, he actually, uh, went to medical school in Mexico city. And, um, and he went there straight out of college, knew very little Spanish, very, very little. And, and just kind of, it was one of the few schools that he had gotten into, for medical school. So he went to school in Mexico city and, and learned a lot about the culture, learned the language. He's actually like very actively practices it and is, is borderline could pass off as someone from Mexico. And he was, you know, felt very strongly that my brother and I get like a, a full perspective of other cultures and learn the language. And so, you know, unbeknownst to me, you know, next thing you know, he's telling me that I'm on a flight the next day to go down to Mexico. Wait, he just dropped it on you? Like he dropped it out of like, nowhere? I think. How you know, old were you? It was, it, was, it was fifth and sixth grade. And so I was probably 11 years old. And I feel like it was dropped on me two weeks before the trip. <laughs> mm. 
That's the way to do it. Also, they're like, we're, we're going to Disney World, and Glaze wakes right. up on the flight in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and it was, it was not like, and I was, I went to a bilingual elementary school before that. Like, I, I was okay in Spanish. Like, this was full on. Like, my brother and I, the only white kids who spoke English in the entire school, it, and it was like hardcore Catholic school in Mexico. Oh fuck. Jesus. Like nuns rolling around, like they'll hit you with the ruler. Like <laughs> it was insane. And 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 by the way, I will say, like it was harder. Other than you know, language barrier aside, it was harder than Notre Dame. Just because <laughs> of like the strictness of the nuns, or like they taught us long division in two hours, and we're like, if you don't get that, like you're out of here. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so we were there for two years, got, you know, became very fluent in Spanish. I still, I still try to speak as much as I can, you know, to this day. And I was the best basketball player in the whole town, (laughs) like a five person basketball team of all the soccer, all the soccer rejects, uh, and led by me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was my thing. I couldn't play soccer, man. I I just couldn't do it. Next time you're, next time you're mic'd up, you should, uh, Start talking in Spanish. Right. Actually, please do that. <laughs> that would like be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, your dad. I'm sure. App, I'm sure Apple things. will be able to understand everything you say. <laughs> uh, for those wondering, like, there's always the legendary parents of Notre Dame. Like, every class kind of has their iconic, like, whatever parent. Doctor Glazner is one of the goats of of any Notre Dame, like experience you get there you get to know dr glazner you're going over to his house for cocktails and you don't even know it so credit to him for shipping you off were you able to make any friends and do you still keep in contact with them or were you just so foreign that they were like yo like get this kid out of here uh yeah i made a few good friends like it was kind of funny it was 2005 2006 like a lot of the bonding with these guys went down over like playing going over to each other's houses and playing grand theft auto san andreas <laughs> it was like every friday automatic going over gta san andreas um and uh but i still keep in touch with a few of them like i follow them on instagram uh like one or two of the girls that were my classmates down there as nice. well i like, see what they're up to am i going to see them in person probably never but it's interesting Nice. I actually never knew that full story, so that's uh, that's pretty, you know, that's actually not bad. Yeah, so, you learn something every day. Yeah. When I was living in San Diego, everybody just kept fucking hyping up San Diego's like the best Mexican food on the planet. Is it even comparable when you actually go to Mexico, or is it kind of like you don't even know, like, because California burritos aren't really a thing in Mexico, I have to assume. Is it kind of a joke and just this, like, San Diego, Southern California elitist bullshit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like going down to Mexico for the first time and like asking for a burrito and people being like, "That's not a thing." You're an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Racist. Uh, it's not a thing. But you know, in terms of the United States portion of Mexican food, like I, I will adamantly stand by San Diego as by far the best. Denver's you know. is better, but that's okay. We don't have to get into that too bad. Okay. You but guys yeah, have like California drive burrito? through burritos with French fries and then we actually have like smothered authentic Mexican burritos that actually aren't authentic because burritos aren't a thing. But 
Right. But like, take a guy like Evan from like Massapequa or wherever he's from. Like, if he goes, dude, out, that is offensive. <laughs> Manhattan. He goes out to San Diego and like has a California burrito. It, it, you know, I'm no crackhead, but it's probably what it's like for the first time. It, it is. It is the goat burrito and Mexican food you could you could have. By far. I've been to I've been to San Diego. I've had a burrito. California burrito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. delicious out there. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. I don't care From about it. Taco it's the best Mexican food. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually met Nick out there, and he doesn't remember. So we keep running with we've never met before, but we really have. Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't. Um, <laughs> that joke went over my head. I need to slow down here. <laughs> oh shit. Um, okay, so final question coming from San Diego. You're the you're legit the worst golfer I've ever seen in my life, and I feel like if you're in a place that you can golf year round, you should at least have a passable swing. Um, what what happened with that? Were you just too busy like going to Mexico, or like you just never golfed growing up? Because that was that was a tragedy when we went. Never, never golf growing up. I feel like if you knew how to swing a golf club between the age of like ten and twelve, you're you're auto breaking a hundred, right? Like you just know how to hit the ball. I just have no idea what I was doing out there. I was holding like a baseball bat the first time I tried to play. And um, funny enough, we grew up in in La Jolla, Humblebrag, <laughs> next to a golf course. And I just remember like in the morning going outside on like Saturday, Sundays, like playing catch with my dad at probably like six in the morning when I was like 10 years old and you just get up that early because you're, you're crazy. And I always remember him like under his breath like, I don't know if it was just him trying to be gritty, like chirping all the guys out there playing golf, you know, being like, what kind of loser do you have to be playing golf four hours on a Sunday morning? Are you fucking kidding me? And, uh, and Yikes. like, we just, we would never do that, you know, like that was just, he, he, we were like all about like, you know, family time, doing stuff that required actual exertion and sweat rather than just like going out and hitting a ball and walking or riding in a cart. So we just never did it. And uh, that's uh, that's very different because my dad yeah, would be like, hey, Nick, go ask your mom if we can go golfing on Sunday morning. <laughs> we would just right. go and rip around in a golf cart. So, hey, to each their own. Uh, no, no offense to Dr. Glazner, but I feel like that's an oversight, not at least teaching you how to swing a club. Yeah. You, you just go out and hit a sand wedge around. But I had a great time. Get, it was just I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I will say that. Like Evan, I know Evan's kinda in like the what are you in like the ninety five one oh five area right now? I'd be pretty pumped to shoot a one oh five. no. So no. Uh but I'm getting there. I'm playing twice this weekend, so Yeah, yeah. Know. We're all, we're what, all what area what area are you in? Uh you know, I'm not gonna lie. I played last Friday and ripped a 94. Whoa, that's Fuck good. That, I mean, dude. I've been getting, I've, I've been getting a lot better. I'm like a it's par three kinda... or a legit course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golf humor. No, legit huh? course. Ah, ah, legit course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've been, uh, I've been playing a decent amount since you and I last played Nick and um, took a couple lessons actually because I was just tired of getting mangled and, and bullied by people like you. So, um, yeah. 94 that's the record right now you know i'm hey, pretty upset we just on it i'm pretty upset we just set up glaze as the worst golfer ever and he would beat me by 10 strokes <laughs> <laughs> you I know talk about golf do, every podcast <laughs> we can do like a live streamed round between me and evan just like a battle of who's the worst and like well we should you know. 
Yeah, we should get Nick and I, and then you and one other person who's good, and do like a sure a, a match. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. I've always yeah. said like I feel like if we were to golf with Larkin, it almost wouldn't even be fun because he'd be shooting like a seventy three and pissed off the whole time, and we'd just be boozing. So right. if you're having fun, like for those listeners out there, if you're shooting a 95 and you're having a good time, you're a million times better than the guy who's shooting a 71 and like pissed that he's missing putts. So it's all about who, you know, who you are on the course. So, it, you know, even though you sucked, it was an actual, it was a blast to play with you. And that's the important part, kids. Good right. lesson. Good life lesson. Um, we'll dive into college a little bit here um, where we met. For those that don't know, Notre Dame friends, there's sneaky, like an actual pipeline from like Southern California to Notre Dame. Um, did Burn come out and uh, and like do a lesson with you or something like that? Because when I was there, he came out and like coached Tory Pines and like coached some of these other schools doing like almost coaches clinic esque things. Were you a part of that or was it kind of like you being the start of it? I, I think they sneaky had like a little bit of a monopoly out there in terms of um like adrenaline there were yeah a couple two notre dame alums uh one who was the coach of my high school the other who's the coach of coronado started adrenaline um and uh you know ultimately created a few different tournaments that would happen over the summer out in california and um i just remember like it would be very few college coaches it'd be like a lot of d3 a lot of club and then uh and then notre dame like and it would be corrigan and burn there you know most of the time and i feel like they were able to at least from my experience of going since i was like a freshman or sophomore in high school like kind of like snipe out guys that like weren't getting heavily recruited and like you know kyle runyon uh was probably one of the first guys ryan ryan mix was in there yeah like guys that are like junior going into senior year you know they have like a few different like patriot league offers or something like that you know no acc obviously and then you know corrigan and burn are kind of like oh like we have an extra spot this guy seems moderately athletic and talented like let's let's give him a shot and so um you know i was lucky enough to be at one of these camps like out in northern california going into my senior year with you know essentially no offers and them kind of approaching me and offering me when you say essentially no offers is that like every d3 or is that like essentially like literally nobody was talking to you i was i was like full-on committed to going to amherst going in the program you didn't (laughs) (laughs) they're pretty good yeah i mean mezcac wasn't bad like i was i was like full-on adamant like all right you know it's not going to work out but like let's go to one of these schools they're great schools whatever um, but like that summer going into senior year, like I did kind of turn the corner a little bit and like did have a few D ones kind of like sniffing around and, and it really ultimately was kind of basically between, uh, Notre Dame and Yale nerd. Um, Dork. so I actually <laughs> caught up with coach Corrigan at Will's wedding uh, a couple of weeks, whenever that was, um, and we kind of had like that classic kind of later late night talk and we were just talking about lacrosse and stuff and i can't remember if it was corrigan that said that we why the hell would we take eddie glazner or if it was burn that said why would we take eddie glazner but one of them said like why why are we taking this kid 
And the second person, whether it was Bernard Corrigan, said, hey, the worst case scenario is that he's a great practice player and he's probably not going to be an academic fuck up. So let's play it safe and at least offer him a spot. Um, did you ever figure out who that was that gave you the chance? Was it Bernard Corrigan? I, I honestly have no idea. And, and I want to believe that it was burn that gave me the chance, <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. <laughs> like I remember like the first couple of weeks of practice, just getting fucking smoked by burn. Like, like almost like him daring me to quit the team. <laughs> so it had to have been Corrigan. That's like, let's give him a chance. He'll be like a practice hero. We'll bring up the team GPA. I, I mean, that's, that's what I imagined happened. I mean, obviously it worked out decently in the end, but, but uh, I'm not surprised in the least by that story. And, and honestly, it could have been both of them saying, why are we taking this kid? And some like third party being like, ah, give me a shot. K.A. Right, exactly. K.A. Is that your first time hearing that story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's and I'm not even surprised. No, of course not. <laughs> I remember he was saying like, yeah, we should take this kid from Colorado, but literally it was the opposite. It was like, okay, this kid's a good athlete, but he's probably going to flunk out. So it was like, you know, I, it's funny hearing the transparent risk reward of your athletic recruiting profile. It was like, okay, Eddie's very safe, and he's probably going to be a practice squad hero. Nick might be an All-American, but he might also get the entire team arrested. So and yeah. that's almost a direct quote. So right, you know, or you walked out to your first practice and they saw like your first cradle and pass, and oh, you're like, "Fuck, dude, fuck. <laughs> dude!" And I remember Coach Byrne was like, "You know, the first thing that we did was like the beep test," and he's like, "Oh, you know, Cello, I think he was training at altitude all summer." And I was like, "Was I, or was I kind of just dr underage drinking all summer?" Um, <laughs> And he predicted me to win it, and I finished, like, complete middle of the pack. And then exactly like you did my freshman year, you know, coming from Wheat Ridge, where none of you would have lasted a second, um, I didn't know what the hell defense was. I was like, well, my guy didn't score, so I did good there. And he, same thing, dared me to quit. Just absolutely went all over the top and made me the player that I am today. Former player, sick brag. Um but no, I do have a feeling that it was Byrne that told Corrigan to give you the chance. I'll confirm that offline and then send you a text, and we'll probably tweet it out like assholes. But yeah. I feel like Let's if you let everybody look at by Yale, you had to have like a couple other looks. You don't just get Notre Dame and Yale without anyone else, or was it just like a late situation? I think it was like such a late situation that whoever kind of like had extra spots and whoever like saw me play at like these two tournaments. Um, Gave me a chance, I guess. Well, I mean, my, early my chair on just broke. Give me a sec. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, early on, and <laughs> actually, like, I actually really like Yale. To be honest, like, visited whatever. It was kind of like, oh, if you take a PG year, we'll take you, but like, we can't guarantee it. And then um, they came back after all, and we're kind of like, oh, you know what? We actually might be able to fit you in. And then at that point, Notre Dame had already kind of been recruiting me, and I just kind of rolled with them. But. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, like a ton of Ivies will – if they find, like, a kid who's committed to D3 and is really good and they realize that, they'll go after him. So, were you talking to Thompson at Amherst? Yeah, that's right. What, what was your impression of him? Because my, my best friend went there, and he was, like, one of their best players, and I've just heard – the craziest stories about him like I, i'm pretty sure he 
went on one date with his current wife and she like went into a coma and then he like just made the decision to like visit her every day and like like was there every day and then she like woke up from it and he was just like there and now they're married so yeah he's like a super intense guy but i'm wondering like what your impression of him was because i've heard some some good stories it was it was all good like super intense um but like you know like he wasn't he didn't need to like sit there and pitch like the this is a great school come here yada 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 he was like look like you know if it's not working out for you division one or like you could go to some like lower tier d1 school like you could come here and like we could build something and, and like you know you win a national championship like yeah it's d3 but like you could win something yeah and i was like all right like yeah like let's do it like you know and then like you you're you're you know someone's telling you you're going to be the guy right whereas like you get recruited by these bigger schools and this is not the case yeah like, he reached out yeah. to me when i was already committed to syracuse and like the, what he said to me i was like wow this guy loves me like i kind of want to go there because like yeah, obviously he's, yeah he's he's a man I also could have, I don't even remember where I heard that coma story. So if it's not true, that's fine. I might've made it up, but that's definitely a rumor going around <laughs> that he did that. It's a pretty crazy story too. Good rumor. <laughs> Pete, Pete going to Denver and uh, Coach Thompson uh, yeah. <laughs> marrying a comatose yeah. woman after one being day. A, <laughs> being a part of a rom-com, but uh, who knows? Um, yeah, go ahead. Someone's gonna like just call us out for me just making yeah that we up, yeah someone's gonna get us I for that yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all right, so we got a good sense of your recruiting story. Let's move on to college. Evan says that you suck one on one. Who toasted you the hardest in college consistently? Was it a Notre Dame guy or was it somebody like that just toasted you every matchup you had? You know, I you know like being the third guy right but behind apple and landis there really wasn't like many opportunities for whoever i was guarding to even like <laughs> cradle the ball right like i was guarding like some guy finishers like, yeah exactly playing the finisher or playing the guy that like they just bring out there because he's like serviceable like he'll transfer yeah. the ball ball guy uh, so, like it was never like a concern for me like going into the game i was like probably more concerned with screwing up the bagpipes than like whoever i was supposed <laughs> to there was like if you do like go back I, i'm sure you could find it somewhere like when we played albany my my junior year um i got switched on to lyle for whatever reason and like you could definitely see my head turning around like being like someone come over here quickly <laughs> help 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 coach coach you coach. can see landis like sprinting over being like get away and, like i immediately turn around and run inside like to not guard him um but like in terms of like matchups that that probably like didn't work out favorably for me it was probably um uh hardo unc goalies boy uh luke goldstock really well, i feel like the two times that we played them my senior year like i feel like he he dropped at least three goals both times like you know shooting from like 20 yards away are and, you saying uh, that it was Doss's fault or that it was just kind of bad defense i'm borderline playing what do you think what do you think, Evan? I'm 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 borderline putting the blame on Doss, but let's, let's blame Doss. Let's blame Doss for the sake of the drill. But if you just look at the stat sheet and are like, "Wow, who was guarding Goldstock? You had four goals and two assists." Yeah, that was me. 
Yeah. So, well, we we watch tape on this podcast, so we're not just going to look at the box score. We're blaming right. us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do yeah, a deep exactly. dive and definitely do our research before just spraying shit all over Twitter. So he wasn't if, feeling uh, all that. Glaze, if we did ten one on ones, do you think I could beat you once? And Doss is the goalie. <laughs> as long as they're above uh, above GLE, yeah. <laughs> just just rip the ball the second you get it. <laughs> oh God! All right, yeah, dude. Ten one on ones, yeah, hell yeah, you can beat anybody if you get ten one on ones. Just Thank just you. back some guy down, take him to five and five, and just keep going back and forth. You know, Simaloy is not just about the goaltending position. I, I could be versatile. Honestly, really, people yeah. sleep on that. They really, it do. really isn't. It really isn't. And I mean, come on, like, dude, it's a backup goalie spot. I don't understand why they can't throw you a bone. Yeah. We don't have well, to you know, it. there's a lot of politics, blackballing yeah. going on. We don't comment. We don't speculate on it. But it is a conspiracy theory against people named Malloy uh, <laughs> that you're not allowed to play. And, it, you know, it's a shame. But also Evan didn't fit the criteria. So you have to take that into account. That is true. That is true. All right. Let me Bullshit. get your least favorite. Uh, actually, just power rank the following three. Apple Landis Sexton in order of who you like the most. I mean, it's just a battle between Apple and Sexton for the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, you got to go Landis number one. That's my guy. People have considered our relationship questionable. All right, and then and then you got Apple Sexton, and like, honestly, you can't hate John Sexton. He's just like the most sincere, nicest. You wouldn't know he was from Boston, guy. Just has that shit-eating grin and that pubic hair on his head, and he's just always having a good time. I actually love Sexton. Yeah, I, I love them all. I, I would honestly, just because just because it's Apple, put him at the bottom of the list. <laughs> he's been doing this thing lately, too, before games, you know, where, like, I'll ask him, like, you want to throw the ball around before? Like, you want to do this or that? And, like, he won't answer me. And it's like, he's so dialed in, it's like scary. Like the pre-Ray Lewis before he killed Godette game where he was like trying to fight Ryder and not talking to people? He, he, that, almost like that, where oh, he's not shit. He, he's not responding. And I'm like, oh God, like <laughs> something bad's going to happen today. Like, <laughs> who's who's getting a hospital pass from their goalie this game? Dude, I kind of saw uh, that in, in the scrimmage against the Atlas. I even saw him like getting ready, and like he came over and he was like, "Yeah, you know, like let's let's you know fucking kill these guys." <laughs> and I was like, "I, I mean, it's a scrimmage. Uh, let's definitely win, but let's you know maybe don't try to take anybody's head off." Right. Aside from BA after he threw the ball at me, but you know that that's a whole different story. Yeah. So for now, in the Sexton versus Apple battle, I think uh, I think it'll go Landis Sexton Apple, but you know I love them all, so it's, there's no hard feelings. Good. Nice there. save there at the end. Very thanks. Uh, very politically correct. Right. Um, all right. So I feel like every time I listen to a podcast that you're on, you just get asked the same questions over and over and over, and that's. Uh, Hey, so you're a really good communicator. You've been called the air traffic controller. You've been called this. Like, no one ever says that you're actually a, a defenseman that's worth a shit. Do you think ending Bryce Wasserman's career with the Cannons changes that narrative or no? Friend of the program, <laughs> Bryce Wasserman, by the way. He is a friend of the program. He seems like a great guy. Um, don't know him personally, but, um, yeah, I think uh, – but an over-the-head check from Eddie Glazner? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where the hell did you know that what? come from? 
What's you know what? If, if you want to twist that narrative a little bit more, you really could. And you could say that Bryce read the scout. You know? You, <laughs> I was going to say the same like, thing. If you were in the Cannons locker room and they got the scout right, it's like Apple, solid player, like Finn Sullivan, crazy. Glazner, guy won't even touch you with his stick. <laughs> just like, don't do anything stupid. He, he's so fundamental. Like, just kind of like run around whatever and then bryce is probably running with me down the alley and he's like no way this kid goes over the head this guy would never jeopardize his career like that and just hangs it back and i'm like ah we gotta do it one and done what what possessed you to do that i feel like it's so uncharacteristic like it it really was i don't know what it was like maybe i listened to the podcast and bryce was pissing me off for some reason and i was like i'm gonna it's like uh the super hot super hot fire music video or uh, video he's like I'm about to end this man's whole career. What career? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you know, I think, like, he, um, you know, the opportunity presented itself, and I went for it. But there is, there's undoubtedly 1,000%. Like, midway through, I was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> this could be it for me. That was, like, like, the most exciting part of that game. <laughs> I, like, yeah. stood up when you did that. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, look, I'm glad it worked out. Is it going to happen again? Probably never. You know, do I hope that that Bryce goes off the rest of the season so that I can hang my hat on that moment? Yeah. So everybody wins. That's classic 4D chess. Is it going to happen the rest of the season? No. So feel free right, to right. hang your stick. Exactly. On like but you'll never hear me saying that, you know? Yeah. All he needs to do is just toast some guy who's up for uh for D player of the year. And then you know, from then on, like, I'm in that conversation. Oh, believe me, we'll make a shitstorm about that. Could never happen to Eddie Glazner. He would have stripped him immediately. So, Bryce, <laughs> I know you're me. listening. Uh, get, get to work on somebody. Hopefully it's Bryce Young, too. Just toast him and, and rip one, and then we'll make a huge shitstorm about it. So Right, exactly. All right, good. Um, all right, so... What was, you know, we, we, you mentioned Goldstock earlier. Was he your least favorite player to play against just because he had success? Uh, and, and strictly speaking in college terms, was there someone that you, that just stuck out, whether they were an asshole or they were like really fucking good? Was it Goldstock that you were just like, ah, son of a bitch, I'm, I have to play against this guy? Or was there someone else that kind of stuck out? Um, I think now like that, that was kind of just like one of the one of the, if you were to statistically look at numbers, you would probably say like, oh, you know, Gold Sock, right? This that. Um, I think honestly, like, I hated playing against Marquette for a variety of reasons. Oh my god, dude! Number one, because it would always be like a one goal game, and we'd go into the game like we're gonna smoke these guys, and like <laughs> you know they're obviously in Super Bowl mode, right? And and it would and we'd be, it'd be a tie game with minute left and everyone's kind of like we're still gonna win right like whatever <laughs> and and I always remember um, between BJ and Liam Burns I just hated seeing them like Dude. both very solid really good players Liam long hair ankle socks <laughs> right. BJ just kind of like you'd kind of like be unassuming about him, but just like a sick one v one defender. So and, it wasn't necessarily a player; it was just like a team, and it was Marquette, and it was the fact that BJ and Liam were good. Yes, and we'd play him on Tuesday at at four o'clock, and it would be forty five degrees, 
And it was just like this culmination of everything against playing them every year. And, and me looking at BJ and Liam and being like, damn, these guys are sick. But like, I look at them and I want them to be dusty. <laughs> so bad because it's Marquette. And uh, so you hated playing against Marquette more than you hated playing against Drexel. Cause Drexel was always my least favorite. Not only would that exact same situation happen, but it was the fact that it was like, they were also sc- like Philly scumbags. So you hated Marquette more than Drexel. I just want to confirm. It, it's, it's, I, it's even, it's even, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know what, no player from Drexel stands out to me if that's what we're getting at. So. All right. That's fair enough. All right, Eddie curious. Cause I remember the very first time I communicated with you. Do you have a first impression when you arrived on campus of me and what was it? Oh man. I mean, I it, hard, to, hard to believe, hard to believe, right? First impressions of a guy like Nick Casello, especially for people that have never met him before. Hell I yeah. couldn't have, I couldn't have hated anybody more on the team <laughs> more than you. I remember like being like a freshman and it was almost like a scene out of like super bad where like you, like when the guy comes over and spits on Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like going back to like our dorms as freshmen, just being like, I fucking hate Nick Casello, man. (laughs) Such a scumbag. Cause it was like, we'd be in the locker room and like Nick was the guy to come by and like slap water bottles out of people's hands and like, you know, be like, you know, some freshman kid, right? Like from Baltimore, he's wearing like his Baltimore crab shorts from Flow Society or whatever. The kid's like 17 years old. And Nick's like, nice shorts, you loser from Baltimore. <laughs> and everyone just is like sitting there, just taking it. You know, no one's going to fight him back, obviously. And then, um, you know, you just like, I remember being in like the dorm room with like me, Landis, a few other guys just being like, damn, I hate Nick. <laughs> and then, and then I don't, I don't, I can't tell you exactly where the tables turned and where and how we all of a sudden became really tight. Maybe it was just kind of like a Nick gauging, like who gets rattled the most. And that like, was exactly what it was. Like who decides to chirp back? They're not my boys. The other guys that can handle it are fine. So yeah, it, you know, it ended up working out. Nick and I are, you know, best friends. So the, so the f- best friends are easy, um, <laughs> but fine. You can't come to my wedding. Uh, all right. Well, Hannah invited me and I get a plus one. So, but I remember the first time I ever, I, the reason that I singled you out was because like everybody had these, you know, it was like math. It was that first initial email chain and you know, nothing about any of these people except for their name and where they're from. And it was like, you know, like Matthew from New York. Like I know anything about that. You know, it was like Robert and then it was Edwin. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh, bing, like bing, something lit up on my head where I was like, that's the bit that I'm going to run with for like at least a month. I was like, oh, Edwin from Southern California. Are you fucking kidding me? And, you know, just throwing darts at a dartboard of like, uh, you know, what's going to be what's going to land, what's going to be funny. And I remember chirping you immediately uh, on the on the initial email thread. And then I do remember turning the tides because I gave you shit and I can't remember the exact moment but you chirped me back and it the entire locker room like exploded it was like the funniest chirp and i think and correct me if i'm wrong if you remember this but 
when I was giving someone shit about their Baltimore shorts, you responded because I was wearing an American Eagle like green T-shirt. And you were like, yo, Nick, aren't you wearing American Eagle right now? And whole, like, I don't even know what, but like the entire locker room just exploded. And I was like, fuck yes. Like, that's exactly what I'm aiming for. And I think like we, we were leaving to go to a tailgate or something like that. And we just got completely obliterated. We were both 21, by the way. Um, right, of course. But no, that's, that's the greatest story ever. Cause that's exactly what I was going for. It's just like, especially when you're, you know, young and a loser, like I was, is I was like, I'm going to talk a bunch of shit and see who can take it. And it was always like, I don't know, I, I feel like I got along with your class in general a yeah. lot, but like you and Landis. Yeah, it was good. Everything work, ended up working out. But yeah, you're right. Those first, that first maybe month, not not so hot. I feel like that happens all the time. Like <clears throat> some of the some of my best friends from Syracuse, like were like, I fucking hated you when we first got to campus. I feel like you're just a dick to to all freshmen. And honestly, do like 180 on kids. I'll be like, all right, this kid's cool, and then I'll just be like fuck this kid <laughs> a year later that's yeah my it's really though. it's really hard that's what dude that's why i love uh drake porter's tweet like for incoming freshmen is like right in the group me as much yeah. as possible like like everything that you can't do but there's always going to be the kids that are even if they're cool they're just like so hyped to be in college that they're like writing in the group me trying to be tight with everybody and you're like i hate this kid what and elective right. should I take? Shut yeah. up, dude. Shut up. They <laughs> turn the corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got no, next, I love Nick? That. Um, and then Sneaky, the only other thing. Um, the Perhaps our greatest times together were when, humble brag, I was playing football. And I wasn't really tight with any of the football team because they were, like, actually cool. And I was just, like, still, like, I, you know, I'm just happy to be here. What was the perception of the team? Was I, like, the creepy old guy? Because I reminisce, and I'm like, man, that probably wasn't that tight. But also it was, like, I was still bullying the freshmen of the lacrosse team when I wasn't even on the team. Um, <laughs> if you just give me a little insight there, I'll, I won't humble brag or bring that up again. I mean, I think you were pretty legendary at that point, right? Like, oh, let's go. You know, you hear that? Like, uh, what the uh, fuck? A, a, little, <laughs> a little, a little right to left split on Mike Reese to send the game to OT in the Final Four against right Denver. Right, but yeah, you know, oh, was it right to right? Yeah, I, I thought was maybe going you had to my left, left hand. hand. No, I thought there was some lefty. Now we know we're now we know we're lying. Everything's getting blown out of Man. proportion. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, I don't think it was that creepy. I mean, I think everyone was turning to get to each other and being like, this kid really on the football team? Like, what does he do? <laughs> yeah. Um, he just sits missed by, tackles. Uh, <laughs> looks right, pretty. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, even when Nick was telling us he was going to, like, I think we, when we, after we had lost, we came back to campus and Nick was making these comments about how he was, like, doing a workout with the football coaches because he was going to do a fifth year on the team or something like that. And we were all just like, okay, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, thanks for the <laughs> like, fucking support. Like, I work out with you. Like, you're benching 225 eight times. and like Not even that, you know, by the way. Jalon Smith can do it 55 times. So, <laughs> And you're yeah. going out for the same position. But – but uh no i think i think uh i think everybody loved having you around it was great when you weren't in the locker room because i feel like no freshmen were uncomfortable or rattled by your presence and um you know 
me and the rest of the seniors, obviously very kind to everybody. So, you know, we, we, we certainly changed the culture after your departure for the better. Um, but we let you still kind of have a hand in things, which was nice. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for letting me have a hand in things and sticking around. I was talking to Ryder about that the other day and I was, I was like hazing him while not actually being on the team. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing upon reflection through a lens of maturity? But during the time, man, nothing better. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, I feel like that's a good place to leave the entire college career. We'll move on to the pro. Sneaky, you were a member of the Denver Outlaws. You started with the Blaze and then got traded. Is that how you kind of start, or how did you start? I don't. No, remember. dude. I just, I just, uh, I graduated in 2016. I was a first round draft pick to Wall Street, and just <laughs> Sick brag. Was, yeah, and was like, that's it for me with Lax. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang it up. You know, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not going to play again. And then the year later, you guys lost a bunch of defensemen on the outlaws. And I'm pretty sure Cav put the word in for me and got me to training camp. And Nick, just Nick like, did too. There's no way. And got me like <laughs> a open tryout of sorts. And it worked out. I made the team. And, um, and actually, you know, we don't attribute luck enough to, to this kind of thing either. You know, a lot of people will talk about how hard they worked and I'm not going to, you know, please don't be the guy that plays that down, but you got to give a lot of credit to luck. I made the outlaws and then I didn't even go to the first game. What they were mean? like, yeah, we're, we're playing the hounds in Charlotte or whatever. And I was like, no, nah, I, I got to go to this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, th- this might have been a 45-minute career. <laughs> Who's wedding Longer than mine. <laughs> the, be- the best part about the wedding was, I'm sure I said something else. It was my friend's mom's second wet marriage. <laughs> <laughs> like Why my, are you my, going my, to that? My friend's mom was getting remarried because it was, it was Cole Riccardi's mom. And and Cole invited all the boys, and I was like, That's "Oh, this is gonna be sick." sick. Yeah, and sick. and you know, you guys, I know you guys go back on the ML days all the time, which is awesome to reflect on. But like, it it literally came down to like four hundred dollars or 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 a pretty fun wedding party in New York City. I'd, I'd say you made the right choice. Trade off. Yeah, and then and then fortunately, I don't think the game down there went so hot for everybody, and no, I got, got the call for the. I got the call for the next weekend and then and then played the rest of the season. It was great. God, there's still that picture floating around. I can't remember. It's like me, you, Cav, and Near after uh, Near came out to Denver and we just waxed Rochester like we did. But always. I, I always sneaky kind of forget that you were on the Outlaws because that year was like my biggest drinking year, maybe in my entire life. So the, the entire <laughs> thing was just a fucking blur and a complete shit show. Uh, did you have a favorite bar? Did you uh, tap fourteen Avanti haters? What, uh, what was I your think uh, I think Avanti was was uh, was the place to go. I feel like you know I was like back to being a freshman in college, and like I just you know the same way that I was like worshiping Steve O'Hara and Maddie Miller, I was just like doing whatever Bocklet said, and Bocklet would just be like, "We're going to Avanti," and I'd be like, "We're going," and he's like following. <laughs> following Bocklet around. Um, 
so yeah, I, I would, I would say Avanti. I mean, the scene in Denver was awesome. I, I like, I mean, I, 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 the team was amazing too. I mean, it definitely gives me um, like vibes of, of what the Redwoods is like now in oh, terms absolutely. of like culture, locker room, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have a favorite outlaws memory that stuck out or uh, was it just kind of all a blur? Kind of all a blur like you. You know, <laughs> that wasn't, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even remember what I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say it was like that. I think, I think it was probably my first game ever playing pro lacrosse and ever playing for the outlaws was against the lizards on long Island. And, uh, and we beat the lizards like six to four. There's something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Right. And, um, I guarded Gibson. Who's the man. Um, uh, but you know, a guy, yeah, a guy who who didn't really dodge me that game. That's his thing. And I'm totally cool with that. Don't dodge me. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was like me, BJ Grill, and uh, and like Finn? Finn Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's a yeah. that's a nasty D line right there. It that's was good. It was, and yeah, it was my first first career MLL win over a very good team um, of a bunch of hype beasts. I remember because I wasn't there because I was at a wedding that weekend, I believe. Yeah, that was that was like the first time I ever heard the chirp. Um, I've never heard of you, which is a is still a, a PLL <laughs> chirp to this day. Oh, God. wait, what, what is the chirp? How big of a loser do you have to be to say that? I've never heard of you. <laughs> Who said that? Which, which goes along with. Um, it's pair. It gets paired. You know, there's, there's. I've never heard of you, and there's like the who even are you, that get kind of paired together. Um, it very common, very common professional across chirp. Yeah, and and I feel like that's like... the that's the dumbest lacrosse chirp because everybody knows each other. There's like twenty players in the league. <laughs> right. That's exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, remember. at this point, at this point, at this point, I don't get it. But you got to remember, like I took a year off and I was the backup dancer for Landis and Apple. So I really don't blame them for not knowing who I am. That was my all, favorite actually. shirt for like well-known play. Like I would say that to like Rachel and Spinell. I was like, who the fuck are you? They'd be like, I'm like a really good player. I promise. Um, but no, that, that is a low hanging fruit chirp. Um, so when you went over from the MLL to the PLL, was that, uh, was that because of the big equity stake? Was that because you signed a multimillion dollar contract? Was that just because all the boys were doing it? Why'd you go over to the PLL instead of sticking around for another year? Yeah, that was just one of those things where you could be a leader or a follower and I was just a follower. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was a leader in the new league and then you just followed it up. No, you know, I like, I remember, you know, everyone had to kind of sign it. You know, it was kind of NDA related stuff with signing with the league, right? Like everyone kind of was very hush hush about it. And I kind of, there were like rumblings about it, but I, I didn't really get the scoop. Um, and I remember having a conversation with uh, Schreiber actually about it. What a great it. guy. And, yeah. Amazing guy. Went really well. Um, you know, ask a bunch of questions, whatever. And, you know, it seemed like they had a great thing going. They obviously had a ton of guys on board. And it was kind of one of those situations where I was okay taking the risk, I guess, and uh, and jumping over with everybody else. Um, 
Dude, that was, and there was so, some, there was risk in it. So when when you asked at the beginning, like how many other people did you go through before you invited me? That was like the first question I asked Schreiber. Is I was like, <laughs> if you're asking me to come to the PLL, like you must have <laughs> fucking everybody else signed. So yeah, I'm in. Let's go for it. <laughs> he's got like your he's got your bio up on the Notre Dame lacrosse website. He's like, hello Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nicholas Ocelo. I see you also played football at Notre Dame. Yeah. Wow, impressive. One of the things we love about you is that you were a face-off guy that went 30% your freshman year. <laughs> That's very valuable. No, Schreiber's the nicest guy of all time. Um, yeah. All right, are you happy with the decision? And uh, you think the PLL's been, been treating you well? I mean, no shit, but, you know, I feel like it's, uh, it's been tough to get into a rhythm and you wouldn't know about it, but like when you're not a staple on the roster, it's like tougher to get into a rhythm like we did in Denver and everything like that. Um, as, a, as a roster staple, is it kind of just like everywhere that you go, somebody knows a spot and you're just immediately firing it up? I mean, that, that outlaws culture that kind of bleeded over to, to the Redwoods, is it just every weekend getting after it? Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely tried to to be somewhat of a spearhead in that regard. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm a little older now, and, yeah, that's and true. obviously, yeah, recently engaged, humble brag Sick to my brag. girlfriend. Congrats, She's by real. The way. Congrats, yeah, thank you. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I'm gonna have to slowly start taking a step back in terms of being a part of the social uh, social committee chair. Um, but definitely, definitely as a guy in the locker room who loves nothing more than, than, uh, the post game and, and, and going two and oh on game day. Uh, you know, I've, I've definitely tried to, to do the best that I can to, to organize for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for other teams, but I'm sure it's the same for everybody, but you know, we obviously have a great, great culture on our team. Um, you know, everybody's involved and, um, you know, now we, that I retired, is the team falling apart? Um, what's, what, I think, what's... I think seven of us missed our flights. after the <laughs> <laughs> I know TD did. I was like a proud stepfather. TD writes, in the group, TD writes in the group chat that he missed the flight and everyone's liking it and stuff. And then like four hours later, people start like kind of slowly chiming in like, yeah, I missed my flight too, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Like, yeah, hand <laughs> up. I, I missed my flight. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone kind of let TD sit there and sulk. And, and then, yeah, a bunch of us missed the flight, including myself, which wasn't great. But, you know, post-bubble, it was been over. It's been like a year and a half since we were able to, to kind of. To miss a flight. Like that. Obviously at a outdoor bar. Yeah, of course, of course. It, it was an outdoor yeah, yeah. bar. We were following yes. the protocol. It was. Yeah, it was. They served food, too. No, was it Buckhead? Uh, it was uh, someplace called Churchill's. No association with Winston Churchill of London. <laughs> it was called Churchill's. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. I was okay. talking to TD the next day, and so he, he called me, like, classic guilty in the morning. And he was like, oh, man, dude, like, I missed my flight and I was like, oh, my God, you didn't miss your flight, did you? Like, you're going to be really in big trouble. Like, coach wants to see you and bring your playbook trouble. And then it was the funniest thing because, yeah, in the group chat, which I'm still a part of, Humble Brag, they were like, you gave that, like, I think it was a five-hour buffer before anybody admitted that they had missed their flight. 
And I think Ryder admitted it first, and then like six other dudes followed up. And I was like, still got it. The boys still got it. So congratulations on being the most fun team. I checked in with a couple other teams, and it was like, yeah, two or three guys. Nowhere near six. So Redwoods right. are the most fun team, and win the post game, I'll die on that hill. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. All right, follow-up question. Who is the best short stick defensive player that you ever played with? And it can't be near, it can't be IDA, it can't be Harbison, uh, can't be Matty Collins. Uh, if we don't you know, include those guys, who is the best short stick DMD you ever played oh. with? Can't be cross-check Collins. <laughs> um, I guess it only leaves, honestly, one more person. Who's that? Probably you. Oh, stop, <laughs> dude. You're too kind. Come on. Like, you don't have to pander to us on this on this podcast. Come on, dude. Yeah. As much, as much shit as you do get, I, you know, I will say, and Evan's obviously not going to like to hear it, but your performance in the bubble was actually very, very solid all around. People I, I sleep on that. that. They the, do. The, the they stat do. people sleep on is that I guarded Rambo three times, got slid to zero times. And like, I remember when I was four, I was getting ready to <laughs> yeah. humble brag. Um, no, probably no. like me in the Albany game. Someone come over here. <laughs> like, please help. Ready me. to go. <laughs> no, that, first off, thank you. I know You're Evan welcome. and all of my haters out there are just fuming right now. Um, sorry about it. Cry about it. But, no, I appreciate that. And to, to reverse clout you is I, I coach all these kids all these days, and they're just, oh, yeah, what can I do to be a better player? And I'm like, ah, you know, don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you to watch Eddie Glazner because you'll fall asleep. But I do give the example. I'm like, communication. I remember in the Whip Snakes game you were playing on, uh, on that low man when they would, like, pass it to Rambo on the back left corner and then, like, run that pick action so that Rambo would skip it across. And in the semifinal game, you and God, we just sound like the most generic, boring podcast right now. But it, at least I was on the field for it. Um, <laughs> I remember you were playing the two man game and you were like, oh, Cello, get top center. And I was like, dude, like you're playing a fucking two man game. How do you even know what the hell's going on? <laughs> but you knew where I was on the backside and you knew that uh, Chan and Chuck was like looking for a two bomb. And I was so impressed that you were uh that you called that, that I kind of was like, damn, that was pretty good. And then they hit the skip pass and he hit a two bomb. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's a limit. You got to be good at communication, but you can't be that good at communication where your teammates are like, son of a bitch. That was really impressive. So maybe yeah. that's something to work on for you. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the hype there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, you know, if you want something done right, sometimes you got to do it yourself. <laughs> and I really sh should have just ultimately run across the field and just been like, I'll go here. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Is what it nah. is. Whatever. It's do you think, uh, do you think getting engaged is going to make you a, a better or worse player? I think it's, I think I'm like, you know, I'm not, that's obviously not dad strength, right? Like, I'm not in the Brody Merrill, Kyle Harrison camp of <laughs> no, just like uh, having yeah. like having like just wild physical mental strength that you get from having children. Um, but certainly on a closer path than other people might be. Um, you know, fiance strength, fiance strength, yeah, fiance, fiance strength might be a thing. I think we should start getting that trending. The know? over the head, the over the head was right, fiance strength. Right. There it right. is. She there, would have said no there, if you didn't do that. There are not, yeah. There aren't a lot of times where you're, uh, where you're obviously, you know, at this point in in my career and life, you know, 
incredibly nervous before games like I was as a junior in college. Um, but yeah, bending the knee was certainly um, one of the more nerve wracking experiences in my life. That's for sure. Yeah. And so you're, where are you right now? Are you, you're in New York? Yeah. Nice. And I'm actually in Sun Valley, Idaho. Uh, where's your fiance? She's out in Jackson Hole right now. Where is she going to be this weekend? In Jackson Hole with her family. Oh, I thought you said they were going to be in Sun Valley. Jackson Hole. Oh, fuck. Same I thing, had a whole right? bit like, about what? it. Are they not, like, next to each other? <laughs> Shit. Every, right. anything, from, anything from Washington State to, to Wisconsin is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can see them. Evan actually <laughs> believes that. I feel like everybody from the East Coast is like, I'm in Idaho. They're like, where is that? Does that border Texas? And it's like, no. But yeah. you're actually. I feel like I've had wrong. some bad geography takes. Uh, Evan's from Massapequa, so it's fun. <laughs> That's going to become a fucking bit. I'm not going to like it. Wait, yeah. so uh, you're going to, uh, so you're going to, uh, you know, get married. You have a fiance. Congratulations. Who would? She's be real. The, she's real. She's real. She doesn't go to a different school. I met yeah. her in person. We went to yeah. we went to a brunch. We went to a couple's brunch in Naples. It was incredible. We took a picture in the parking lot, and there's like a <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese in the background. That's yeah. such a shitty picture. We'll post that. Um, so if you could give the best person in the PLL that you would want to be your best man, and then also the worst person that you would not want you you know not want to be on the altar with. Like, are we talking teammates? Are we talking just full PLL? Like full what? PLL we'll say i don't even know if that changes the best man it might you know yeah you know you kind of know the answer already for that Me? um right exactly um this is a big hesitation it, I mean, it, I, it? I, really, I, I, yeah well it's you know the, the 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 i don't want them up there is almost the the funnier part of the whole yeah thing, right? of like, course so who would you want up there who's number one I mean, you know, obviously Land is not on the active roster, so he's not getting that look, right? Right, of course. He's done. He's right. He selfishly became a Navy SEAL. Right. <laughs> Incredibly selfish. Yeah. I think you go I think you go Tom Schreiber. Oh nicest guy ever. Dude, he'd probably hype me up so hard. Like give a great speech. Super right. nice. Yeah. Not bring up any like not have you wouldn't be worried with he, when him having the microphone in his hand. No. Yeah, exactly. Right. All the bridesmaids there. love him. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I barely know him, but he somehow knows all these nice things about me or he just makes them <laughs> up like whatever, you know, that kind of thing. All right. That's Don't want to have. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Um, guy you don't want to have up there, I would say. Oh, man. <laughs> Awesome <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Throw somebody under the bus. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 I was, I was thinking if I'm supposed to go in the direction of just like who's like the biggest smoke show in the league, like Sergio. Like, yeah. don't want him up there, right? Because then, yeah. like, everyone's just like, wow. Who is this? Get a dress shirt that doesn't yeah. have any. Why is this guy not eyes? wearing? A, why is this guy not wearing a shirt for the yeah. best man speech? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one I'll so give yeah you i that. think that's i think that's i think that's the angle you go with right you go with you go with you know tom is as the guy you'd want up there active player in the league don't want sergio up there no no definitely probably don't want, that's actually a great answer 
Right. You probably don't want TD Erlin up there because he'll be talking for 45 minutes and be like, <laughs> I've only been talking for five minutes. Yeah. And he won't even say anything. He'll just be, uh, 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 Glaze, uh really good dude. Really good dude. Uh, uh. Uh, right. <laughs> Loser, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. Tristan. And then when I went to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on my fifth college, that's when I met Eddie. Yeah. Um. The uh shit. I mean, I feel like that's uh, that's. I have a much... random, Glaze. I have a random question because you kind of went yes. through your career. I'm wondering, like, when did you start getting like a ton of clout from the league and around the league? Because I feel like you've really blown up. I want to say Joe Keegan drives the Glaze bus, but I'm wondering like where you when you started getting clouded up. Yeah, dude. I I, I actually like couldn't go without uh, rapping my boy Lax Film Room. Patrick McEwen, right? Like, wow, what he bold was, move. He was, he was clouting me up in, like, 2015. Yeah. Notre Dame, <laughs> like, was, like, was, like, the first guy to hop on the train of, like, wow, this guy kind of, like, is evolving into his own role. Like, we're always going to, you know, the best defenders are always going to yeah. be the guys that are the best players, no doubt. But was kind of, like, always kind of hyping me up as, like, number one backup dancer. And then, <laughs> you know, you get, like, Keegan and uh, and Devitt got involved as well. Fucking um, kind of just repping me for for the off ball stuff and and um, you know not being a tremendous liability. I guess is probably even a better way to describe it. Um, and then and then it, next thing you know, I'm like doing the mic'd up thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it just like landed on your lap. That's why I was asking. Like when when were you I, like? I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe maybe they like had a. Maybe they had the same thing that we were talking about, about who you want and don't want on the aisle. It was like, who should we give the microphone to? Yeah. Glaze and Mac on that. probably going to call somebody uh, they, something if, yeah. yeah. If they get hot, caught on a hot mic, like who is going to say something that won't jeopardize the league? Goddad, for sure. Yeah. Not, no That's why, ramifications yeah. could come from miking up a Goddad. Right. <laughs> So so um, so maybe that's how I kind of worked my way in there. You know, I try to be pretty down the middle and, um, you know, busy yelling stuff. So. I remember, uh, like, it, it's it seriously is like I feel like you and Mikey Schlosser are the quintessential, like, rinse and repeat interview guys. And I remember when uh, when you did uh, Jules's podcast. And first off, you had the fan going on in the background, which drove me crazy the whole time. But. Jules was like, yeah, say something about defense. And you were like, oh, yeah, the, the whip snakes did this. And then they did the backside one for one. And then you just had to be careful. Something that literally everybody in the PLL that plays defense, like, could walk through. And it, like, kind of went viral. And they were like, holy shit, if you're a young defenseman, you have to check this out. And that's when I was like, I think he might be getting too much clout as this lacrosse IQ guy. So anytime someone mentions you or that you're mic'd up, I might have to go on this tangent of like, listen, it's not that great. Like, right. you know, I don't think he's that talented. And, and honestly, I think he's a suspect cover guy. Um, and my name's Evan Malloy. So, yeah, <laughs> I clout pleased myself. <laughs> I turned myself in. Um, right. I have to get I have to start remaking. Uh, I made a certificate of you. And every time I pull up pages on my phone, it's like, do you want to make another certificate? And it's you as the clout police officer of the week. So just get ready for me to bring that bit back if yeah. you uh, if you arrest somebody. There's a lot of there's a lot of arrests going down. Oh, I mean, fuck, Harbison, 
Harbison running with a weight vest and oxygen tank on in like 120 Sick, degrees and tweeting about it. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you like the the amount of beers he's going to have to purchase the team this upcoming week. <laughs> As he should, dude. Uh, there was that, and then there was Salcedo going like, "If I'm coaching you, don't ask for my fucking autograph." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> fair." You know, Wait, what sure. was that? He said that. Well, it wasn't that. I kind of gave it like the asshole version of it, but he said something along the lines of like, if "You just made that you, up." I yeah, don't think that. I thought it was like, if you DM somebody, ask them something. Don't just ask to get followed, like something like that. No, he was. That I thought guy. he was talking about yeah. like in person. He's like, I, you know, ask for advice, not for me to follow you. Right. Well, he was saying if you get someone's attention DMing them, don't like just oh, say can you follow DMs. I just yeah, I was like, don't just say can you shit. follow me. Like, ask them a question. Like, this guy's gonna read your DM and respond. But no one asked can... me to follow them. Yeah, I was like, that's a that's a unique problem. Weird. I got to get my clout up. Yeah. Half of my followers on Instagram are still like twelve year olds from upstate New York. Uh, nice. They're loyal likers though. They keep it going. <laughs> yeah, mine are like these group messages. They're like, "Hey, naked pictures, something, something," and I'm like, "What?" Uh, sorry, I have a fiance now. Um, right, exactly. I can't be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, from xxx dot yeah something dot xx. Yeah, I get those. Okay, I get those too, link? dude. Could you send me that link <laughs> right now? Oh my god! All right, well, uh, shit, Evan. Do we have anything else? No, I think we ran through it all. Um, it was it was really nice to watch you guys catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, and and for for all the listeners, Eddie was like, "Oh my god, like I'm so not funny. Like I'm not even that cool. What would I even say on this interview?" So he's absolutely that girl on Instagram that's like, "Haha, looking ugly. Hope you don't comment that I look pretty." Um, <laughs> but no, if that's it, uh, Eddie Glazner, friend. Uh, you know, PLL, I don't even know if I should say all-star, but I'm going to certainly be pushed. I voted for all of the Redwoods guys, by the way. Um, yeah. They told oh, wait, Glaze, I have, like times. I have one more question. I mean, we could probably take it offline, but I'm going to ask you on. Um, so, PLL Long Island, what is the post-game plan for that? Yeah, you know, there's there's been a lot of debate. I You know, the... The, the, the Hampton situation is just not ideal on Airbnb, et cetera. So I think it's going to kind of be a free for all. I'm, I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be down the shore. Is everyone going to uh, go in on a rental house in the Hamptons? That would, you know, that, that was would like, be, st- yeah, that would have been the move. I mean, it would be awesome. It would, it's just not, <laughs> it would obviously be very difficult to, to, to do. It would be uh, chaotic to say the least. I'm sure it would be a great time. Oh, did you but get all of your uh, did you get all of your Venmos for the lobster rolls? Probably not. Wow, <laughs> I would have to do an audit. I would do an audit. We got lobster rolls in Boston. Uh, Eddie facilitated it, and there are some people, not to name names, that probably didn't Venmo him like the forty-five fucking dollars that you didn't let us know about. Prior I, to the I said it was going to be thirty bucks. You had. By the way, like I think the the reason I didn't get all my Venmos back was because the second we stepped off the bus after the last scrimmage and we had the lobster rolls, Nat had to cut players, oh, and they right. just like left the group chat and just did, they didn't have time to like see my Venmo request thing. So I'm gonna I gotta hunt them down. But honestly, at this hey, point, sorry about getting cut. Can you actually <laughs> Venmo me that thirty dollars? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that would be I don't even want to go down that road. <laughs> oh my god, you kind of have to do that now. I can't do that. So, oh. it's all good. It's all good. Baltimore this weekend, so beauty. One of the I think that's one of the seven wonders of the world, so it should be a good time. Did you Hopefully know uh, Kyle Harrison played at Homewood Field earlier in his life? I was unaware until they told me about that on Twitter. I didn't, but did you know Chris Hogan used to play in the NFL? Dude, I had <laughs> no idea. You're kidding. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, And Bill I, Belichick. I would have started at Monmouth, but we're not here to do that. <laughs> no, um, all right, anything else? I feel like we've wrapped up like four times now. We really have. I think uh, – I think that's 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 all I got for you guys. Beauty. Um, we'll see what the fans decide in terms of ranking this 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 interview. I think you guys have done like 25 post games, so I'm kind of hoping to finish within the top 20. Well, you're better than Dan Bucaro. No offense to him, um, but we're gonna keep shitting on him. Uh, he's an Atlas <laughs> guy. Apparently, he's hilarious, but um, he's you're nice definitely guy. not gonna fool me. So congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beauty. Thank you to Eddie Glazner, and let's wrap it up. Thank you to our good friends at Sideline Swap. Sideline Swap facilitated the interview with Eddie Glazner. What a great guy. What a great interview. What a great episode, honestly. Shout out to all our loyal listeners that are listening to the outro. Big fan of your work. Always have been, always will be. Go to Sideline Swap for your best used, game-worn, authentic signed gear. Um great people over at sideline swap also this episode is brought to you by red truck beef jerky use promo code postgame 15 for 15 percent off your order start buying some fucking red truck beef jerky so that i don't have to get a real job but i digress anyways thank you to our marquee sponsors we will see you next week probably later than what we promised peace